Welcome to House of Whimsical Terror. I'm Esther. I'm Mary. And we're coming to you from Tucson, Arizona. And we're telling real stories of the fantastical. All of our stories are true or told to us as true. Occasionally, we alter names to protect privacy. And places for the same reason. And today's story is Eleva's Mystic Visions. Yes. And we have a very special guest. We do. Who is also one of my very favorite uh, writers, Kim yes. Lowry. And we've known Kim for a long time, and we know some of these stories, and they are fabulous. Some really are new are. to us. Yeah. And that's oh. exciting, too. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. So, welcome, Kim. Hi, well, thanks. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for agreeing to come on the show. Oh, are you kidding? I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I was like, oh, there's a lot of great stories. Ooh. Oh, I remember this. Yeah, okay. And Ilava, who is mentioned in the title, is a very special person. Um, Mm -hmm. She's very recently passed, and she's your mom. Yeah, my mom. My mom. Yeah. Yeah. So I never called her Ilava. I called her mom. Yes. (laughs) Lucky me. Yes. Right? She's got a great name, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So tell us about her. Tell us about her experiences. So, These are fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she. Um, you know, I first started thinking. So there's there's several stories, but start from when she was a kid, and um, she she lived in Cisco, Texas. Um, <gasps> Another Texan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we forgot to mention that. I told you it was yeah. Texas week. It's, yeah, Texas, it's like week. Texas week. <laughs> Texas I don't week. Know how. It just is. The stars at night are big and bright. Anyway, she yeah. lived in Cisco, Texas. And um, she once told me about a time when she was walking in downtown Cisco where Hilton had his first hotel, by the by. Interesting. Interesting. There's a book about it. <laughs> about 12 pages long. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, so she's walking around with my with her mother, my grandmother, Granny, um, and she has Granny's hand, and she said she was walking. She's, my mother told me this story. She's walking along, and she says to, to my grandmother, she says, Oh, Mom, Mama, look at that. Look at that around that lady. What do you think of that color? And my grandmother was like, Wait, what? And um, my mom said, And that man, look at him. Oh, and that man over there, that's not, I don't like that color. Mm. And... um what it was, my grandmother stopped and she took her aside, um, took her like, I don't know, she had took her to the alley or something. Uh-huh. <laughs> and um, and she said, what do you mean about this color around people, around that uh-huh. lady? What? And my mom said it's to, she said she tried to explain to her mother, it was like like a, a whole uh, blanket over the person. Mm-hmm. And it, it enveloped their whole, their whole self. Oh, um, she was seeing aura and yeah, and, and energy. And my grandmother's at that moment said, "Okay, honey, that's all right, but I'm going to tell you something. Do not ever, ever tell anybody else about this. Anybody, especially don't tell your father, don't tell your grandmother, don't tell your grandfather, don't you tell anybody." Uh-huh. And um, my mom, thinking about that later, uh-huh. said she realized, oh, "Okay, because her grandfather." On her father's side was a um, a minister for some oh 
Church of Wackadoodle. <laughs> you know, the Church of, yeah. Church of Wackadoodle. They're out uh, there. And, <laughs> and um, he he most likely wouldn't appreciate that. Yeah. At all. So, lately. Yeah. And so she said that at, at that point, she still saw things around people, but she really tried to just not see it. She tried oh. to ignore it. Hmm. Yeah. Because she thought it's just apparently it's not something that's normal. Right. You know, oh, unquote. that's so sad. But yeah. yeah. Uh, she said mm-hmm. she still could, but she just didn't talk about it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, then uh, other stories about her. Uh, I just think she was really open and, and I don't know, accessible. Yes. <laughs> accessible yes. to other planes, I, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, another story is... Uh, her sister, um, who I think we all know. I mean, you've been yeah. my friends for a long time. You know so this story. So we know story. about yeah. your Aunt um, My Aunt Neota, her, her sister, mm-hmm. who, um, uh, they, you know, they both grew up in this small town in Texas and then um, got married. My Aunt Neota got married to this guy who, Lord, I have no idea where he, how he got there, but I think he was a little older than her, and they got married and had moved off to Dallas Fort Worth, the big city. Mm-hmm. And they had two kids and um then they d- it didn't work out for them so they were going through divorce. And my my aunt Neota, she got the house mm-hmm. out in Fort Worth. And um she so she was, you know, a divorced woman in 1963, um, which wasn't a good in Texas. In in Texas, um and anywhere, I'm mean, divorced at that point yeah, yeah. Uh, was never looked upon right. with but approval. They right. didn't like him in the first place. Your your uh, mother and your grandmother they weren't they weren't didn't. fond of him. I mean, yeah. I think he was just like not a real nice guy. Right. Yeah. So um, so they they went were going through, and I'm not sure if, if at that this point that I'm going to tell you about is if they're divorced. I think it might have gone through. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so she had a job. Um, she would take she would take the kids and leave them at this uh, a friend's house when she had her job. She was a waitress, a, like a cocktail waitress in a club. Mm-hmm. And um, I read this in a newspaper article. This little detail that this one night um, she finished her shift, and a friend of hers was there, uh, a woman, and who said she and and Neota, uh, went out for drinks, and there was this uh, gentleman, this man there, um, who was also had been at the club, and he wanted to go with them, and so he went with them, and I think they knew him; he had been there at the club before. Uh-huh. So they all go out for drinks, and the woman said that he was kind of like really coming on to my aunt, and she was like, "Yeah, no, yeah, no," uh-huh. and um, the woman, the friend, had to go off by herself, and so she went off, and she didn't really know what else, you know, had gone on. But um, what I have from from all the stories about my, that my family told and from the newspaper articles and any records that I could find, um, they both, she and the man ended up at her house. Okay. And um, at some point in the middle of the morning, probably three-something, four-something, five-something, whatever, a paper boy is going by that house 
where she and this man are, and he sees fire. And he goes to another neighbor's house, and he tells him, oh, my, there's a fire, a fire. Mm-hmm. So the fire department comes, and they go in, and she had been murdered. Um, uh-huh. They found her body there, and they found this man there, and he was alive. And the fire department pulled him out, and um, and and she had died. She had been hit in the head, and then she had died of asphyxiation because of the fire. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they arrest the man, and da 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 Anyway. Um, and it's a, it's a long trial and it's another story. He gets, uh, acquitted. He, you know, he didn't, he was found not guilty. Mm. Um, and they never really, the FBI said they knew exactly what actually probably had happened, but I don't really have all that, those records. Yeah. You have suspicions, but you, I have suspicions, but I really, yeah, I really can't give you any real answers. And it makes sense that it's not that. Guy, because someone had, you know, set the house on fire, and yeah. he's asleep in another room naked. That doesn't make sense yeah. that yeah. he would have stuck around. That he would, or he would have gone outside yeah. and put uh, gasoline around the back of a house. So, yeah, yeah. you know, that, that just kind of doesn't make sense. sense. Yeah. Yeah. But um, anyway, so there's that. But um, so back to my mother and what she could see. So she is, after the funeral of her sister, and she is still in Cisco with her mother, with my grandmother. And um, she said she was outside and she was hanging out, hanging laundry. Um, that was a beautiful place. You know, there were like pecan trees on both sides of the house. Mm-hmm. And then on one little, if you went to the back, there was a, uh-huh. was it a peach tree? Oh, it was a peach, peach tree, which does not really normal there, but yeah, it was there. Yeah. Peach tree or a pear, peach, I think. And anyway, and gardens. And so she's out there hanging up the laundry, and uh, she feels a, something go through her, like some, it's not like a a wind, or you know, there's those moments where you think, something, what was that? Right, right, uh-huh. yes. And she lost her breath, and she was like, okay, okay. And then she turns, and she sees this, this very small blue colored bird sitting on the line, on the clothesline, and it's just sitting there, and it's pretty close, and and she's thinking, and I don't know, if she, I don't like him if she said she said it, is that, Neota, is that you? Mm-hmm. And she says she gets an answer, you know, not like the bird says, yeah, it's me, <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. but it's some answer inside that it was, oh, and the bird wow. sits there for a while with her, and then it leaves. Um, Beautiful. So there's that one. And then also later, after 60, that was 63, and this was in, I think, 68. And my mother had gone through a divorce. Mm-hmm. And um, she is in her bedroom at our house in Colorado, up, up, up north. <laughs> and, um, mm-hmm. and she said she woke up in the middle of the night, and there was something in the room, and she sits up and she sees at the end of her bed this arc sort of figure standing there. And it's just there and it's, you know, maybe it's Aurora. Who knows? You said it was kind of the outline of the that, outline of, of a figure. Yeah. Like energy or light. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she said, um Neota. And that she gets an answer, everything's alright. Mm. Oh, everything's alright. And meaning 
for her, for my mom, it meant that she was okay, that her sister was with her, mm-hmm. always with her. Yeah. Yes. So, there's my mom and her sister, and her and her aura, and the auras. Yeah. And there's other ones that she saw later. So. I want you to talk about the basement in your house and in yeah. Colorado. Uh, I, I visited that basement and there's a particular room that I've never been in, but mm-hmm. it's got some, some energy. It's a room you, uh, yeah, when you said that, uh, I was like, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, there, so it's a, uh, it was a house in Arvada, um, built in, I think, 1960. 60, 61. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it had a uh, upper floor and then basement. Um, well, well done basement. Everything's put together well. So it had, um, on the west side of the basement, there was uh, a sewing and laundry room and then a bathroom. Once we had it finished, a bathroom. And then this other room, which the other room, storage room. And it had storage and uh, my stepdad had uh, some old civil war or whatever world war one rifles <laughs> or something in there anyway um and it was a weird room in that all almost all the rooms in the basement had windows but this one didn't and we realized as a kid i realized later oh it can't have a window because where it should have a window the, where it would be an open space was the base of the um fireplace that was upstairs um. from the basement so and it was a big cement area. Anyway, so it was this closed off, really isolated in that manner room. Um, it was a room we, as kids with a friend of mine, we went in with a Ouija board once because <laughs> we thought that'd be good. This will be a good room. And she said, this will be a good room for it. Oh yeah. Oh, she knew. <laughs> yeah. She probably knew something, but I realized she that was now. drawn to it. Yeah. Oh, so we sit in there with our Ouija board, but on our knees, you know, yeah. Oh, Ouija board. We're like, we didn't even have a question for the Ouija board. <laughs> oh, Ouija board. Ouija, How will I do on my, you know, on my English exam? You know, and I don't know. It wasn't that, but, um, we freaked out at one point. It just felt so. We were, had our hands on the Ouija board and we started to shiver. Mm-hmm. And we freaked out and we jumped up. We threw the Ouija board and we ran to the door. We couldn't open the door fast enough. We, we smashed into it first. <laughs> and then we got out. Um, but that room was um, was a freakish room, I think. Um, mm-hmm. It had so, those old weapons in it. So who knows? Yeah. You know, they, they saw wartime. Yeah. yeah, and who knows what was attached to those yeah, weapons. Yeah, what the stories you know? were. I mean, yeah. and so he had that. He also had uh, a sword from um, from a Japanese uh, soldier that he had gotten, my stepdad had gotten. He was stationed in the Philippines in World War II. Mm-hmm. He had a sword, um, wow. which was so incredibly sharp. And I know that, I mean, we were cautious with it. We didn't, it's not like we played with it. Yeah. Right, right. right. But um, now this house so, was a house that your parents. You, you're talking that your my stepdad had those those uh, guns and, and yeah, yeah. Um, but my but mom you, and my father yeah bought it in sixty one or sixty two. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think sixty two. In love and yeah, ready to start a family. Yeah, and right. Yeah. First home. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it was where I grew up. Yeah, 
Right. So, yeah. um, so we had that, uh, in that room and here's, so here's, here's another little thing about, <laughs> about the basement. Um, much later in her life, um, my mom, um, she had, uh, COPD mm. and, um, in the daytime she had a, a caregiver with her, but at night she was alone. And, um, she had said that one night she woke up and she thought, Oh, I have to go. Oh, there's something going on. And she didn't say she knew, she didn't say what it was that was going on. I was like, so uh-huh. what was going on, mom? What was going on? She was, I don't know, but I had to go. So she gets her walker <laughs> down the hallway through the kitchen. And it sounds long, but it's not, it's pretty teensy. If I really think about it, but down the hallway through the kitchen and to the basement door. Huh. And she stands there and she goes, huh? And it's closed. She keeps the basement door closed because mm-hmm. she really doesn't want to like, she's like, I don't want to fall down those stairs by accident. Sure. But you knew the basement was there, didn't you? Anyway. <laughs> so she stands there at the basement door and she said she, she thought, okay, I got to open it. And she opens the door and on the stairs, she sees my father who had died. Oh. This was in 2000. I think was, this was 2015. 14 or 15, and he had died in, my father had died in 2009. Mm. Um, and he hadn't been in that house for many, many, many years mm-hmm. because they had been divorced and everything. But um, even though they still talked and were still, you know, I think they knew each other so very, you very said well. That they'd known each other since they were children. Right? Yeah, since they were kids, and they'd grown up like in mm-hmm. Texas um, from Cisco to Ranger. Ranger, yeah. Cisco, Texas, Ranger, Texas, Eastland County. Uh, and so, it's real, they're really close. Yeah, yeah. Completely the same. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so he was standing there, she said, down in the middle of, of the staircase. Mm-hmm. Whoa. And wow. she said, Norman, what are you doing there? What are you doing? Mm-hmm. And she said he was quiet and he didn't, you know, and she knew it wasn't, <laughs> she's first was, she was shocked, like, what is he? Oh, wait. Okay. Oh, okay. So he's, okay. So he's there. Mm -hmm. She knew he was dead. And she's like, well, now you just stay down there. You just stay down there. Mm -hmm. And he just stood. And then, um, there was something else she said. I think, I don't even know if she said anything, but she knew that he was there to just say, Everything's okay. I'm here. Uh-huh. I'm, what, so I'm he was what, like I'm protecting with, yourself. Your stepdad had already passed. He had passed away. She was there alone. And yeah. maybe he was protecting her from something that kind of everyone who's been down in that basement has a feeling. Yeah. That there's there. something weird about that. And yeah. he showed mm-hmm. up to protect her. He showed up her. to just protect her. Yeah. And that I think. not surprise me. And she really felt that. And she yeah. was like, all right then. Well, you just stay there. Stay where you are then. Mm-hmm. You know, and good night. Yeah. <laughs> and she shut the door mm-hmm. and she went back to bed and she was like, all right, well, you know, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, She's probably comforted that. I, you know, I think she probably was. I think so. I would, I would imagine. So yeah. I, I knew your mother. Yeah. I just have to tell you, you know, when you said that she was really open and, and like, you know, energy was probably just attracted to her. She was, she was just a firecracker. 
Yeah. Your mother. She was magnetic. <laughs> yep. And effervescent. Effervescent. That's a and, great word for her. Yeah. And and so kind and loving and mm-hmm. just one of those people that you meet once and you feel like you knew him your whole life. Yeah. You know? She had that. Didn't she, she had that type yeah. of yeah. of ability to just meet the world on its own terms and and like be okay with whatever it was. Yeah. She's just a very confident person and um I'm and not funny. She oh my goodness. Funny. She was. She had the best sense of humor and but just like in knowing the type of of spirit that she had, <clears throat> I'm sure there's other spirits that want to be around her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I was you so know? you know, the the wonder if your father was coming home because mm-hmm. that was his First house of, that was his, right? That when that was when they first moved there. Well, mm-hmm. they actually lived in a different one for like a year. Oh, okay. Um, but the, but it was a rental. They rented one. Okay. So that was and then, their. And then this was home. the home they bought. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, and he and I wouldn't doubt that he was there to to take care of, to protect her, to make protect sure she her. was okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't I don't doubt that. It's sort of something either. about our spirits and. And your, and your family has such wonderful names, Eleva and Neota and your cousins. And your mom just told names. me that she named you after Kleenex <laughs> Kimberly Clark. No, there's no Clark in it, but Kimberly. Yeah, yeah indeed, indeed. Oh, there's another story that I, I missed. Let's I missed. do it. So um, when I was in, I think it was the year, what was the year 2000? Yeah. I, I was in a, in a hospital. I, I had had an... Uh, I had had an accident. I fell off a uh, one of the arches in Utah onto was, your head. Indeed. Yeah, oh, I can't tell hand. you that. Yeah, I, oh, I know that. I know that. I know. The, the, hard, no, the hardest I'm part, it hurt, was my wrist because I crushed it because I tried to catch myself. Um, but so I'd had a, I had had a massive TBI, tra- traumatic brain injury. And I was in the ICU in Grand Junction, uh, Colorado. And my um, my partner was there and my, my father was there and my stepmother was there. My mom was there. My stepdad, everybody was there. And my mom said that at one point she came in and they would only let a certain amount of people into the um, ICU at a certain, at a time. You know, I mean, you can't like the whole crowd can't come in at once. So she said she walked in and she saw her mother, my grandmother, um, mm. standing there uh, with her hand on me. Oh. And my grandmother died in um, night. 1991? 92. Yeah. Lord mighty. Anyway, um, so she, my grandmother was there, my mom said, with her hand on me. Oh. With her hand on, like, I think on one of my shoulders or something. Oh. And um, my mom said she came in and, and there was no nurse there. There was nobody else there. But my mom said that she just saw her mom and her. She got the met this message from her mother that she's all she's all right. Mm-hmm. She's all right. She's gonna. Uh-huh. She's gonna make it. She's gonna be all right. Wow. And uh, she said she knew at that time that that everything's okay. Mm-hmm. Everything's gonna That's be good. Amazing. That is amazing. Yeah. And, and you were so near death. Actually. I was, I was, I actually had an encounter with some, anyway. 
Do you want to talk or not? You... No, I can tell you. Okay. Yeah. I, I can't tell you. I can tell you that it was a time um, when I was not conscious of of me. I did not know this. Right. Um, and I did not know anything about where I was or, or what was going on. But um, I was just, and I was told that I would, that this would happen, that they would hear noises, that I would try to get out of the bed and, and you're not supposed to, you know, oh, yeah. um, because you don't have balance. I mean, balance and things take a while to get back. So that this was very early on uh, after the surgery, they did a brain surgery and uh, took, put something in a biohazard bag and, Got rid of it. <laughs> Wonder where that is. Anyway, <laughs> I think it's on the clearance at the dollar store. So Kim has her mother's sense of humor. So, um, so that I was laying, I'm in that hospital, and and I would wake up. I just remember clearly waking up, and I remember this thing, and I don't know what it was, but it had had a large stick. In its hand, mm-hmm. and it was um, not as uh, it was a solid shape and not a solid shape. I don't know if that makes any sense. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. Um, so it could sh- it could shift in shape, I suppose. Oh, yes. But it was tremendously big. Oh, and um, it would sit there, and it had its stick, and it would it would do this. <gasps> Oh no. Oh. Oh no. And I would get, um, and I can't tell you how many times it happened, or if it happened only once, or what, mm-hmm. but, um, Shivers. I just remember, I remember it being there, and, and I remember being so afraid of it. Ah. And then I remember something happened, and something, there was something, um, warm around me. Mm-hmm. And something that was, um, I would say, I don't know if it was light or what, but it was something around me. Mm-hmm. And then that would be gone. It would go. Wow. So, but also I was told that I would make a lot of noise and try to get out of the bed. So they put a big star on my door. So, <laughs> And uh, people who would come to see me, like my family and things like, oh, is she doing well? Yeah, no. It's no, I mean, for me. It's, it's an alert star. Yeah. Like she may be out of bed. She, you have to watch over. Her, you know. Yeah. She'll it's wander. Not her Broadway dressing room. Yeah. Right. right. Oh my so, goodness. Anyway. Wow. What a remarkable. When you. Yes. When you yeah. came back, you said something, and I never got the answer. But I mean, you were still like learning everything, learning language, <laughs> learning names for things, learning yeah. uh, how to walk and how to all of those things. And one day, uh, was sitting with you in your apartment and you said there was something so amazing. I don't know how you described it, but your face was glowing. She said, then you said, she said, I've told this story other times about you. So I'm talking about you in third person. That's all right. You said something about how beautiful and glorious it was. I'm probably putting words into your mouth because you didn't have a lot of words at the time. And, you said, and one day I will tell you, and you're going to be so happy. Oh. And it was something that you discovered in that kind of oh. near-deathness that was really wonderful news. 
and then you forgot it. So whatever it was when you finally came back to consciousness, the memory of whatever that yeah. glorious yeah. thing was, was gone. And I asked you at the time, I said, can you tell me? And you said, no, I can't tell you yet. <laughs> like, why? <laughs> What's this about? Please tell yeah. me. Please tell no, I don't know. I don't know. I can't. I don't know. I, you know, I can't tell you what that is. I can tell you one thing I do know is that at one point I had a, a moment when I walked out and um, I was supposed to start walking outside and stuff. And I went to a, a tree, this place in Grand Junction where the well, it's Grand Junction, Colorado, mountainy, blah, 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 beautiful area. And there was this tree that was by the hospital. There was a beautiful, God knows what, maybe probably a cottonwood. And it was just lovely. It was so pretty. Um, and it was September. It was almost September. Things weren't quite changing. There wasn't quite autumn yet. So colors weren't changing. You know how the leaves change mm-hmm. and, and it gets so lovely and fiery. And, but at that moment, when I walked out of there, I was like, Oh, Oh, yeah, I'm you and you're me. <gasps> Oh, amazing. And that was that moment of, um, that I remember clearly now is that we are in this consciousness of me, Kim, me drive me car. Yeah, right. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Me go through drive through. Yeah. Large latte. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and individual and which is a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. But at that moment, it was, I am you and you are me. So it's like connecting to a super consciousness. Is it, like we, we, are, are we are it. We are it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that, so I don't know if that was it. What but a sublime It experience. was a beautiful moment. And sometimes I think about it when I'm, you know, and I see things. And I try to try to do it today because I don't, there's some it that I don't want to be it with. But Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's serious. We could say that, but we will not uh-huh. step into that zone. No, it's a different podcast. It is. It is. <laughs> it's not this one. It's a CNN podcast. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, thank you so much. Thank you. I, I'm just so grateful that you were willing to come and share stories from from your experiences and from Ilava's experiences. And, yeah. you know, I think that telling the stories of our of our loved ones um is a way that we memorialize them and, and keep them with us. Yeah. We don't want their stories to go. And so I'm really exactly. happy that we got to be here with you yeah. telling telling her story. I love it. Thank and you. And we're going to have you back. So uh, I, I yeah. know you've got some incredible uh, oh, stories. Yes. And, uh, yeah, so, so you'll be back with us for those and I'm excited I love it I love I love I love you guys I love your podcast we, we love you thank too you. We we the most you. I'm so glad that you're here yay me too yeah. me too you so all you folks out there thank you for joining us and come back and listen to more stories and share And but for now so long good friends until the next time when we meet back at the house <laughs>